0: and I just wanted to say thank you so much for clicking on episode 9 of TNT. and Terror and I just wanted to give a quick apology about how it's not coming out on its promised day um <laughs> that's Lulu crying in the background we had some <laughs> technical difficulties So um, we had a lot of technical difficulties actually and we actually lost our entire original audio recording so we're here for a take two which you would think would allow us to be more prepared but we're not (laughs) um anyway thank you so much for clicking on episode nine and i really hope you enjoy the podcast (laughs) i really hope they enjoy that ambiance of you (laughs) sobbing
1: oh my god you do not understand I laid down on my floor facing a corner for a solid two (laughs) fucking hours with depressing music from YouTube playing.
2: It was such a good episode.
1: It was so good. The transitions were fucking flawless. The chemistry. Yeah, but my
0: episode, my, I was just really rough. I didn't look at my notes beforehand. Done no (laughs) research.
1: I dropped like
2: two corpse references.
1: Uh, We had Mariah's loudest sound waves
2: yeah um listen they're looking real loud right now because I'm getting heated
1: just thinking about it Mm. listen I don't like french French toast toast. what do you want me to do about it I'm the number one french toast toast, dan I don't give a fuck I still don't (laughs) like it
0: guys we have to give backstory on those comments now basically oh, lulu's true. a heathen and she doesn't like french toast and the rest <laughs> of us think that um it's kind of the best thing since sliced bread
1: listen we already know i was raised by wolves what do you want from me <laughs> i don't know maybe some taste what was it? it's because you don't like what cinnamon i, fucking do I cinnamon. don't like cinnamon and i like french toast <laughs> I fucking hate cinnamon. People give me stuff so with cinnamon in it, and I eat it, and then I probably bleh, right in front of them. We were talking- I'm like, There's cinnamon. We were
2: talking about something that led to that. Oh yeah, about coffee.
1: Oh yeah, because Sydney puts cinnamon in her coffee. I like do. Like a heathen. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the heathen here?
0: <laughs> 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 I fucking love you guys. I'm not the heathen here. You're the heathen here. <laughs> And I stand by that. And I think I was going to ask you for advice on what colors to paint my nails.
1: Now (laughs) I know that you don't have taste. I'm not going to. (laughs) We should know I don't have taste from the way I dress, though. You dress cute. What do you mean? Your style is great. I have hello, darkness, my old friend, just on repeat in my brain, guys.
0: Hello, darkness, my old friend.
1: There was something that did cheer me up today that got me out of my funk. Oh, good what was it we got a voicemail from julian <laughs> we sure did
2: <laughs> we confronted him about it
1: so he is nine years old He's and a he listens baby. to this podcast i love him so much but the fact that he figured out how to leave us a voicemail on anchor when none of us told him how i still don't know how he did it i couldn't even
0: figure out where to listen to it on that dumb
2: I know, I had to follow the email to even listen to it.
0: I was like oh checking no. on my computer. She's like, if you're on your computer, you can listen to it now. And I was like,
1: ah, I gotta log on on the laptop. No, no, you can't find it on the laptop. All right, and then if I'm decent at editing, I'll insert it right here.
2: I love this, friend. I love this podcast. It is amazing. Um, and it's episode eight. So, like, it's amazing because I'm in it too. It's amazing. <gasps> oh, he's so sweet. He's a baby. There we go. <laughs> the voice of a stinky boy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, so that voicemail got me out of my funk, which was very much needed. So Mariah, you wanna uh tell- Oh, how's your vacation? Our viewers.
2: Tell them what? Oh, your trip. Oh, <laughs> yes, everyone, my trip. <laughs> <laughs> it's like deja <the> <laughs> vu that literally happened two days ago so yeah me and my friend max went to joshua tree for 21st and it was pretty good it was the desert which i did not know until we got there and um yeah you know we got a little shwaisted every night but it and it was pretty fun it was it was me her and her uh, boyfriend it was a little barn with a little house you want to tell everyone how you got locked out <laughs> <laughs> okay uh let's pray that uh, the host airbnb doesn't hear this but uh yeah so you know we got locked out uh while we were trying to grill some shish kebabs, and um so basically uh the only way we could get in because none of us had our phones on us or anything um <laughs> so there was this broken window in the bathroom <laughs> that was already broken so we just kind of Finished breaking it so we could get back inside. Well, so that Max could get inside and unlock the door for us. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that shit was crazy.
0: If it makes you feel any better, I had a whole tragedy happen on my trip too. <gasps> tell us about it so i went down to the city that i'm moving to and Mm. it was super fun and i really enjoyed it and i am probably gonna get student pass to the art museum there so i can live out my bridgerton dream and just like have picnics on the lawn constantly and find my true love there i don't actually know that's how it'll happen but i like to imagine that i'll just be sitting out in these really pretty gardens and some hot single guy will walk up to me and just be like is the seat taken? And I'll say really awkwardly, no, and be really confused. But in the end, it'll work <laughs> out. Um, but it was really good. I got to drink a lot because I'm finally 21, and by a lot yeah. I mean I tried like three drinks and I hated all of them. But it'd be like that, it's you know.
1: We didn't take you drinking.
0: Yeah. People. When are you doing that for me?
1: You will love the drinks we picked for you. As soon as we link up, bet. Yes. <laughs> Because I feel like Mariah and I are just a couple of bars short from being alcoholics (laughs) because we love our liquor.
0: I make a lot of comments about, like, trying to become an alcoholic, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe that's my life aspiration now. (laughs) But my tragedy that happened was that my hotel canceled on me without telling me, which if I had a nickel for every time that a hotel canceled my reservations on me without telling me, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it's happened twice.
1: Yeah.
0: Fuck. (laughs) Yeah. But it worked out. We're all good. I got to do a lot of things, post a lot of cute pictures on aesthetic sometimes my face hates me because of how much makeup i wore that weekend but it's cool that it was fun
1: <laughs> <laughs> i started working at the vaccination site for the covid for the city because i work for the city hell yeah and that's fun it's a lot of fun actually i get to talk spanish a crap ton because I'm the only Spanish speaker at the registration desk. And then I go Spanish, 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 English. And then I forget how to English. So that's a fucking time. If <laughs> it
0: makes you feel any better, I'm a
1: native English speaker and I forget how to English. Slightly better. English has no fucking logical sense, I swear to goodness.
2: As an English major, I agree.
1: The vaccination side is fun. Well, yeah. Everyone's grateful. No one's- only one person's giving me attitude, and I expected it from them. I think you can get my sister the vaccine. She really wants it. Uh, as long as she's a Florida resident. No, she's not. (laughs) I'm getting it on the (gasps) 8th. Queen! With, uh, Max. Ooh. Oh, that's right! I'm simply going to wait at the vaccination site because there are times that the people don't show up, and at the end of the day, the vaccines are open and, like, thawed out, so they have to be used. Yeah. They've been offering it to the people working the site. So I'm going to be like, slap my arm, like the meme where they slap the top of the car hood. I'm going to be like, slap my arm right here. I'm waiting
0: because I'm like, I'm really low risk. And I know there's a lot of people who've been waiting longer for me for it than I have been so I want to make sure that everyone who like needs it more than me gets it before I do
1: you being not me crying oh yeah other than that my life's been pretty chill for the most part other than
0: today well today's an exception is this the time where I um get to talk about our new best friend <gasps> yes yes our I new mean, best friend I'm just as I because I love him and I I still have my team. I don't know I'm I'm checking every day I'm gonna go in and harass my front desk <laughs> every day like, hey, so I actually have a package that's not my last name. But um, if you could just slide it over to me, that'd be great. Anyway, what's in that package, you people might ask? Well, let me tell you. But there's this man's out there. 10 out of 10 human. He rolls up into our email and is like, hey. And so in his email, he goes on and explains that Homeboy is like this owner, CEO, founder, whatever, of this tea brand, Plum Deluxe and their teas just like look and sound beautiful on their website he was just like i want to send you guys some tea because i've been listening to your podcast so hey andy i love you bestie
2: thank you thank you andy the tea is amazing i'm so excited to have it all
1: mara you want to talk about the ones you got and the one you tried and the last episode
2: yes um i have um the red velvet the puree dessert tea which is oh, so amazing warm chocolatey delicious um and then i got the stargazer mate he, which i i was like oh my god they have a, one with stars and a name and i love stars oh my goodness so then i have that one and then i have the um the irish breakfast tea that i'm also really excited to try and um he sent a nice little sample of a uh Jasmine herbal tea that I'm also excited to try because it's like uh, a little bit citrusy and I'm really interested in uh, branching out to more citrusy kind of teas. Hell yeah! And he also gave this cute little heart uh, steeper, which I'm so excited about because I've never used the steeper and it's so cute. So yeah, that's what I got from my bestie Andy. So, Lulu, tell us about your teas.
1: <gasps> Alright, so last recording, I had the sweet spot one, which was the butterscotch and vanilla tea, which was really fucking good. And then today i'm trying the caramel almond but do you like I'm, it i bet it's delicious it's good. i want it i want it so bad right
2: now give me your cup through the screen thank you
1: and then i have one more that's actually my mother's because she's like oh you're gonna get free tea which one's mine
2: <laughs> <laughs> icon i love her I'm like mother and she's like
1: yeah i want one so my third tea's for my mother and i don't remember what it was called but it has Blueberry and hibiscus And it's a green tea and she loves all of that So it's hers We have Mariah's recording of her opening the package Because she is a decent human being I, however, am a heathen And the second I got the package Ripped it open How many times are we going
0: to call Lulu a heathen this episode? Right (laughs) I haven't gotten my tea yet I have to harass my front desk every day Because it's not My actual last name on it But I'm really excited.
1: Wait, you're telling me your last name isn't Bean? We're going to have to have a serious talk. Ma'am, I had to spell Bean for the man at the desk today.
2: (laughs) Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah, it's (laughs) P-E-A-N.
1: I love that so much i heard from a little red-headed birdie aka you me and people say you have made oh my energy. gosh
0: yeah i forgot about that yeah so i shared my <sighs> tattoo ideas with one of my friends it was it was josh josh told me i had main character energy but like i sent them to me was like this just gives off main character energy i'm like this is like the 16th time someone's told me that and i hate it because i don't know i don't want it I just want to be the character, like, the side character that, like, queer teens fixate on because I'm, like, cool and quirky or whatever. And I dye my hair, which automatically makes me the coolest person in the world, right? But, like, I
2: don't want the responsibility that comes with being a main character. That's disgusting. You know, you would give um, people bi panic. <laughs> That's my goal in life. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: I'm here for it. Also, I never said what tea I was drinking. Um.
1: Oh, what tea? I actually
0: have tea tonight. I made an iced raspberry tea.
1: Ooh, how is it?
0: It's really good. I used to drink it, like, literally all the time last year when I had my French tea press at school, but
1: I left it at home. Oh. So, it's a great Mariah's the comic relief. I'm the character that shows for one episode and then is in the background for the rest of the episodes. I mean, Sydney has the main character vibe, but actually wishes to be the character that clear teens fix it on. You know what? I'm here for it. You know what else we have a fixation on? Murder. murder?
0: <laughs> Let me pull up my crime note that I didn't write. Who wrote it for you? Dana. I love her. So, murder, am I right? What's the most fashionable way to do murder? It's poison! <laughs>
1: We love a good poisoning case. This is your second
0: one. It is. It's almost like I have a type. She was a baddie. Honestly. So she is, how do I like, I need like an announcer voice. Just like introducing the one, the only, the most successful serial killer of all time, Julia Tofana. Hell yeah. Wow. So our girl Julia. Icon. Uh, she was a serial killer between 1633 and 1651. That's, like, 20 years of just, like, free killing. And she probably would have gone on
1: for longer. I didn't realize it was 20 years when you first told it. I also did not do the math, because math. I
0: just did the math right now. Damn. Homegirl was known as the Queen of Poison. Um... She literally came from a family that potentially on the down low maybe was also just like killing people. Like her mom was executed for possibly killing her dad. If you know what I mean. Oh. Yeah, I think she also used poison. So I mean like at least the family has style. Hereditary. (laughs) It's genetic. So she actually managed to synthesize... Her own tasteless and untraceable poison that she disguises as a makeup bottle. Because she's a queen. I love it. And so I'm scrolling through both of these sources. She was born in Italy in an area that I can't pronounce the name of, nor will I try to pronounce the name of it because I'll offend every single person who has any kind of Italian ancestry ever. Hi. Hey, girl. I <laughs> <laughs> hey, love you. <laughs> I love you. Italian is hard. <laughs> but she was born in Italy, but she eventually moved... She started where she was born and then moved to Naples and Rome. She spent a lot of times with the, the Carys, which was basically just, like... I don't want to say the red light district, because it wasn't just... It wasn't necessarily the red light district of, like, Italy or whatever. But it was definitely, like, if the black market were a place...
1: So, it's exactly what Little Kid Me pictured the black market was. Like, a little marketplace just with grenades and, like, black market stuff on the tables out in the open.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, like, picture the hop from the Hunger Games and throw, like, just, like, make it, like, 1600s Italian. There was probably, like, spaghetti or something there, too. Who knows?
2: <laughs> There's spaghetti <laughs> in the grenades.
0: <laughs> um, I don't know if there was grenades. But, like... They did things like sell potions and drugs. Oh. oh. And abortions.
2: It's a, oh. a medley.
0: Yeah, you know. <laughs> what more could you need? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. So she, like, hung around there, which is probably how she figured out how to make poisons. Because she hung out with the apothecaries of the time. Um... And so, it's, like, rumored that she was using their poisons before making her own. I don't know if that's true or not, but just a thought. And so, she actually started making her poison because she saw women in really bad situations and was like, oh, hell no. Not on my watch. Because, like, in 17th century Italy, women would, like, literally be auctioned off as objects. So, they would, like, be entered into loveless and pretty much like guaranteed abusive marriages and like women didn't have any financial or social power or anything during that time so like they had three options they could get married they could get single and rely on sex work to survive or they could become a respected and well-off widow which you need to get married to do that and then you also need your husband to die and leave you everything and so she, like, kind of saw that happening and she was just like, hmm, you know what? We, we could fix that. And so she did. Because she made poisons herself. She actually started doing this slightly after her husband died, which I personally suspect that she poisoned him first. You know, it would just make sense. Especially because a lot of sources said that he was abusive. Yeah. I'm like, murder... By poison was just like super popular at this time. King Louis, what was that math again, Lulu? Which one was it? The 14th? He faced a series of murders by poisoning in his court, which was a scandal that ended up being called the Affair of the Poisons, which ended up with the expulsion of a powerful royal social companion named Madame de Montespan, mm-hmm. and also the execution of a potion maker named Madame Monvoisin. I didn't say that right. You're welcome. Which I believe that happened shortly after julia got caught but she was born to tophany in 1620 and her mom would be executed in 1633 because she killed her mom so homegirl julia is 13 and on her own without mom or dad you know as you do but like that's pretty much everything we know about her background she got married and then she became a widow and so she moved her daughter who is jerlama I don't think I say that correctly either. Brought her with her and they started their potion business where she created aqua tofana, which with just four drops of the poison could kill a man. Jesus. And so with her aqua tofana and her daughter and a group of reliable women, gained a reputation as a friend to troubled women. And her group of poisoners also have recruited a local Roman priest, Father Girolamo, who, um you know, proved that not all priests are trash in the Roman Catholic Church. Sorry to all Roman Catholics. I love you. I really do. Y'all be wildin'. They actually believe that this priest is who supplied the arsenic for the poisons. Ooh, spicy. Yeah. Aquatufana was a covetable face cream or oil for women who were looking to be single again. And it was disguised as Manna of St. Nicholas of Bari, which was actually healing oil at the time for blemishes, so it was like acne treatment. Ooh. okay. So, like, nobody suspected anything. They were just like, oh, uh, yeah, wife, she's taking care of her skin, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm It was colorless. It was tasteless. Kills a man real quick. Super easy. And it was also undetectable because it would mimic a disease so long as it was administered over a series of days.
1: Ooh, yes.
0: So, when people came to Julia to ask for aqua tofana, they would have been, like, recommended to her usually, and she would, like, vet them to make sure that, like, they weren't just killing their husband for the sake of killing their husband
1: Mm -hmm.
0: she like wanted to make sure it was like for an okay reason where it wasn't just like oh yeah we had a fight and like he like called me dumb or something no it was like my husband doesn't love me or he's hit me and the children and so like those were like what what it would be and then she would like coach them afterwards she'd be like all right this is what you're gonna do you're gonna cook the man some soup. You're gonna put one drop in it. He's gonna start to get sick. And you're gonna call a doctor. And be like, hey, my husband, my dear beloved husband has fallen ill. Can you please come check him out? And they'll be like, yeah, sure, on my way. And so they'll roll up to your, your house and they'll check him out and be like, "Ah, yeah, here's some meds. And now you let him suffer for a couple days before you give him the next dose. And then he gets worse. And so you call the doctor. And you're like, doctor, I don't know what to do. He's getting worse. I thought you said this would make him better. And like, you're all sorts of distressed about this. Because your husband is dying. And so Mm -hmm. the doctor would come back and check it out. And be like, try again. I don't know. And so then you have two doctor's visits on record. That show that this was just like a normal disease. And so then you would administer the last of the dose. After he's had time to sort out all of his affairs. So that he would leave all of his estate and all of his wealth to his dear wife who's about to be left without a husband and then when he dies you have to be devastated you have to demand an autopsy because you just you just want to know what happened to your your perfect and adoring husband like, you just want answers and then you just you'd be off the hook who's gonna question a grieving widow fucking ingenious
2: they deserve oscars
0: that was my very accurate recreation of how that coaching went.
1: It was like I was there.
0: I'm glad. I did a lot of research to get that for you. <laughs> yeah, so they also used Belladonna in it, which was very popular in other cosmetics at the time. But um was also super poisonous. Um so business, super freaking successful. Like, best cosmetics business in town. 10 out of 10. Love it great packaging great marketing great product reliability <laughs> <laughs> no return customers because they didn't need to i love it and like she fooled authorities successfully for literally decades and then but there's this one girl who like came and got aqua Tavana, and Julie was already like sus about giving it to her because she was like ah I don't know, She, this woman still really gives off the vibes that she might still like her husband. Like, maybe he doesn't actually want him dead. But you're telling me he's loveless and abusive. I don't want you to be stuck in that, just in case, like, my vibes are wrong. Sure. Here. So she gives her the whole spiel about, like, oh, only give him a drop or two at a time. That kind of stuff. And so the wife is like, yes, of course. Yeah, no, I want that. Goes home, makes her husband some soup, puts a drop in it, puts it on the table in front of him. He's about to take a bite and she freaks out <sighs> because she's like no, no 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 no, don't eat that don't eat that don't eat that don't eat that no no stop 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 because she's had a change apart i don't know why she should have um because after that she didn't want to tell her husband why she didn't want him to eat it so instead he abused her until she told him that's a healthy relationship oh yep. god and so once she admitted it to him He reported Tofana to the authorities. To which Tofana heard that the authorities were after her. And homegirl escaped to a local church where she was granted sanctuary. Because at the time you could, like, go to any church for whatever reason. And be like, please help me, I need sanctuary. And they'd be like, yeah, we got you. And, like, if you're at the church seeking sanctuary, they can't do anything. And so the church, like, kept her safe for a while. In the beginning, some of the locals off. So, like, protected her. Because, like homegirl was popular especially among the women but then there was like this rumor going around that she'd poisoned the entire water supply of Rome, which wasn't true and so the police forcefully broke down the doors of the church and captured her and questioned her and by questioned i mean tortured fucking men yeah so homegirl she refused to give up any of her customers And she tried her hardest to not give up any of her workers. She was like, I will take this to my grave. But of course, like, the law does what the law does. And they found like 40 of her lower class customers, executed them, also executed her daughter and three of their helpers. However, he wasn't executed until 1659. Which means that this woman was able to talk her way out of execution for eight years.
2: I love that. 19 charisma.
0: She managed to convince the city to not execute her for eight years. Addie, I love her. Yep. Um. But then, you know, as upper-class citizens do, they were not executed if they were found to have been using Tofana's poison. They were just either imprisoned or they just escaped punishment altogether by being like... I didn't know that my cosmetics were poison. Yeah, sure, Sharon. <laughs> um, and you know, because the law is extra. They threw Homegirl's body over the wall of the church that gave her sanctuary. So, if it wasn't traumatizing enough to see this woman that helped out, like all of these other women, hanged, they also threw her over the wall of a church just for funsies, you know?
2: Uncalled for, out of pocket
0: honestly. So some people don't think that Tofano's reign of terror ended with her execution because they believe that her concoction would be later used in the death of
1: Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. <laughs> I remember hearing that theory. I do because I had a classical music phase. Yeah and when I
0: mentioned it you got all shook. You're like oh, no! But also it was <gasps> mostly just Rosa like the gasp was band. a
1: horned
2: dog.
0: Yeah, I need you to channel that energy for me. <laughs> channel that energy.
1: You know what, go ahead.
0: <clears throat> Some also believe that her concoction was used in the death of Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, who fell ill at the age of 35.
1: Bruh, that motherfucker, I remember listening to that. Dude, dude, <laughs> dude. Dude, I remember that theory. Because I had my classical music phase, and holy fucking shit. (laughs) I'm losing my goddamn mind. I didn't realize the two were fucking connected.
0: Allegedly, Homeboy said. I feel definitely that I will not last much longer. I am sure that I have been poisoned. I cannot rid myself of this idea. Someone has given me aqua tofana and calculated the
1: precise time of my death. That's my Mozart voice. I hope you enjoyed it. I did, and you know what? I would believe someone would mo- word poison him because motherfucker was a horn dog, like the biggest horn dog of the goddamn hi- in human history. Cannot convince me otherwise. I don't care. He was a big ass hoe literally fucked anything that could walk and I also cannot be convinced that he was not bisexual because he radiates chaotic bisexual energy and you can just hear it in his music I was like,
0: have you listened to his, his music?
1: <laughs> exactly
0: um but a lot of people don't think that he died of poison aqua tofana, which I mean feels like fake news and I think that our explanation is way more fun yes
2: um, yep,
0: yep. They also think that it would be super hard to recreate her recipe um, because she used a mixture of arsenic, blood, and belladonna. Really, some for her. Yeah, no, I would let her poison me too.
2: In what kind of soup? I'm
0: thinking I could either go broccoli cheddar or baked
1: potato soup. Just... Ah, yes. For me, broccoli cheddar or the chicken quesadilla from Chili's because I love them so much.
2: Yes. Um. Mine through and is uh chicken tortilla soup.
0: That's a good choice. I love soup. I want soup. Panera is not open.
1: How dare they not be open? Yeah. It's... At one thirty-two a.m.
0: Yeah. But yeah. Um. That was Julia Tofana, a legend of a woman, an angel of death, if you will, and the first of many requests that I've received from my girl Dana. Thank you.
1: And the fact it was Dana. I love it so much. I was gonna fucking cover her! Like, you don't understand. I saw her on TikTok recently. Like, there's a girl on TikTok who does, like... How do I explain it? Like, if wax figures could move and, like, explain the history of the person. Of the who they're about. That woman was one of them. And I was like, oh, and I bookmarked it.
0: Ma'am, you should have added it to your list. Did you even check the list? I had Dana send it to me,
1: but also it's not on your list. No. But, like
2: i do i do remember sydney saying i didn't check your list so i hope it wasn't on (laughs) (laughs) let me get settled in for the spooks
1: so because now we can all legally drink mariah are you laying down no (laughs) yes you are
2: (laughs) listeners don't know that
0: she said she was getting comfy. Let her get comfy.
1: Her t- her camera turned off and I'm like, this bitch laying down. <laughs> Listen, if I had the capabilities too, I would. I just love that I know her that well now. But yeah, so since we're now of legal drinking age and we're in the time of COVID and quarantine, I decided to spend a couple of hours researching the most haunted nightclub in America.
2: And not the Whaley house.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I thought... So I was halfway to the Whaley house, which I covered... In episode three, I wanna say. And halfway through, I realized I was covering the wrong house. Because <laughs> I was like, where's this ghost with the rose scent? <laughs> wrong story. But I got to her today. So yeah, I'm gonna be talking about Bobby Mackey's music world. I have some sources because I'm paranoid that someone's gonna come from my neck one day and be like, you didn't say your sources because high school trauma. <laughs> we have Wikipedia, travelsite.com. Travel site. I'm an idiot that can't read travelchannel.com. They have an article on it. We also have Porters to Hell Travel Channel. It's like a little series. And we also have one of my favorite podcasts, and That's Why We Drink. Who covered it? So, the history of this place is that it's located in Wilder, Kentucky. It was purchased by country singer Robert Randall, also known as Bobby Mackie, in 1978. Bobby Mackey's Music World is a nightclub and a honky tonk, to which a honky tonk is a bar that provides country music and also refers to the piano that plays this kind of music. To which I just imagine a nightclub that goes from uns <laughs> Hadn't it been forgotten I Joe, I've been married a long time ago. Where'd, Where'd you come from? Where'd you go? From? Where'd go? you come Can't from? Where'd you come from? In a heartbeat. I love it. It's going to stay chaos. (laughs) Because that is, that theme is chaos. You're going to look at me and tell me it's not. But yeah, it wasn't always a nightclub. In 1850, this place was a large slaughterhouse. And a meat packaging site. In the lowest part of the building, there was a well. It was dug and it was used to hold the blood, the guts, and the waste from the slaughterhouse. It's thought to have been closed around the 1890s and demolished in the early 20th century. This place was empty until the 1920s, where it housed a casino, inn, and speakeasy during the prohibition. And this was called Bluegrass Inn. And then we just keep covering shit that happens in the prohibition, I'm noticing. Cause we got Michael Malloy, we got the Riddle House. Look, it's a good era. True. It's just, it's a wild time. It was. People be in. So, because the main part of the business was pop end during prohibition, when prohibition ended, it kind of took a shit. As most businesses of that time did. Yeah. Yeah, so when it ended, E.A. Buck Brady Bought it and named it Primrose, where it was successful for over a decade. It was so successful that Cincinnati mobsters tried to get in on it. And when Brady refused, violence escalated. Like, I'm talking mobsters were fighting people in the parking lot, doing threats. And Brady, tired of this shit, pulled his gun out and was charged with attempted murder. Oh, no. And so I pulled out my gun. (laughs) So, I don't know if he was convicted or not, because I didn't think to look into that. But he did leave the concealed business in 1946 after selling it to the mobsters. He moved to Florida, where he committed suicide. To which, Florida. Yeah. Enough said. So, then it reopened in 1950s as a nightclub owned by the mobsters now called the Latin Quarter. To which, there's notable deaths here. I'll mention in a minute. I'm going to... I'm going to talk about how I, as a Latina, don't know how I feel about it it being called Latin Quarter in Kentucky in the 1950s. Mm -hmm. I don't think they get that right. (laughs) I looked up the 1950s census to see. I'm like, how many Hispanics were there? Just just to have an idea, you know? Uh, Unless I can't read, which is fully possible they didn't mark ethnicities back then and if i just go off the 2013 hispanic population which is 4.8 2013 hispanic population was 4.8 i'm imagining it was a crap ton less so they had no business calling it latin corner Mm-hmm. you tell them what do i know i'm just generation z latina what do i know i don't know anything you know what else this place had a crap ton of violence and death Oh. Because... Men. Yes. Because violent bikers were consistent there. There were lots of shootouts, murders. This area was known as the Bloody Bucket because of all of this nonsense. It was in 1978 when it was finally shut down, like this lot, because of a series of fatal shootings at the nightclub Caused local authorities to shut it down, but later that same year, it was bought by Bobby Mackey, and it is now where it stands today. And that's the history. Are you guys ready to hear about the ghost that haunted?
2: Yes. Give me the spoon.
1: Oh, my entire body
2: just cracked.
1: Oh, fuck
2: oh, that. Oh, nice.
1: Was it a heart crack or was it like the yeah, it relief hurt stress? was a crack. Oh no! It's cool. I'm just in pain. Mm-hmm. You wanna know who else was in pain? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Pearl Bryant. Oh no. <laughs> the first girl I'm gonna talk about. So this takes place in 1896. 22 year old Pearl Bryant. Oh God, she's our age. Oh, <gasps> true. I'm just not realizing. <laughs>
0: She's oh, got a year on me. It's fine.
1: So 22-year-old Pearl Bryant was from Green Castle, Indiana. Her headless corpse was found in a field about two miles from the site. Pearl and her boyfriend, Scott Jackson, were expecting. <gasps> Pearl wanted them to get married and have the kid. Scott said, no, I have school. And he left for dental school. You and tried.
2: dental students... Right?
1: Kidding. <laughs> 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 uh, just wait. <laughs> so Scott would write her letters, not love letters that you would expect from lovers. No, these were instructions on how to purposely miscarry. it Pearl would write back.
0: I know. Yeah, I'm not. I want this? I'm not less surprised by that than I was the first time that I heard it. Actually, I'm like more upset by it now.
1: As you should be. Uh, pearl will write back saying that it didn't work so jackson told her to go to cincinnati where he would quote take care of her this has double meanings pearl believed it to be marriage and so she lied to her family about where she was going to be because no one knew she was pregnant at the time because she wasn't showing yet because pearl was about five months pregnant interesting And so if she isn't showing she's on a time crunch because that's about to show uh that's not what he meant by he's gonna take care of her though he told her when she got there that take care of her meant he was gonna give her an abortion he and his roommate alonzo whaling drugged her and attempted to do it themselves god not the dental students before i get into the more of the nitty-gritty some sources say jackson was a part of a cult and that he intended to sacrifice the child alive to satan (gasps) Oh, shit. So, that's like a little footnote in there. So, the men attempted to do the abortion themselves. Remember, they're dentists. Mm -hmm. They totally know female anatomy. Because that's what they're learning. Mm -hmm. My God. So, with their dental tools, they got to work. I'm sure they're totally capable. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. The thing they used to drug her was cocaine, and they only put enough to sedate her.
2: Not the cocaine.
1: So naturally, something went wrong. And then the fetus was killed, and so there's no sacrifice to Satan, which I mentioned for a footnote I'm gonna mention later on in this. So because something went wrong, naturally, the next logical step they had was to remove her head surgically while, little viewer discretion, she was still alive. That's, God. that's a lot of good stuff. With their
2: dental tools.
1: With their dental tools. Was it floss? <laughs> was it floss? <sighs> I bet it was those little grill things. <gasps> <gasps> so, and then they dumped the body. They would have gotten away with it if they took off her shoes. Because, 1896, man, not much they could do with a headless body. But because the shoes were on it, the shoes were custom made in a small town. So when police took the shoes to the shoemaker, shoemaker knew exactly who they belonged to. And so upon also examining her body, they found wounds on her arms and hands and many that she put up a fight. The men instantly threw each other under the bus once confronted and they were both sentenced to death. So they actually survived the first drop. So their necks didn't break. They, stra- they were strangled to death. They cut off a girl's head while she was still alive. Speaking of her head, her head was never found. Like it, not even to this day. It's believed, remember how I mentioned this satanic cult? It's believed that since he had ties to the cult, it's theorized that he gave her head to them and it was used for dark ritual in the basement of the slaughterhouse and is the reason why he never told anyone where the head was due to the fear of, quote, Satan's wrath. Oh. So now Pearl is seen wandering Bobby Mackey's. Now we're going to go on to the next one. Who is something? It's just something. Because <laughs> it's, it's a vibe, I'm not gonna lie. You guys would love her because she has major main character Wattpad vibes. Hell yeah. <gasps> yes, it's. This is Joanna. Joanna is a dance hall girl. Who, to those who don't know, they're the people that you would pay to dance with them. That's it, just to dance with them. I think it's a thing military guys do. And, like, they have dances. They pay women to dance with them. Don't quote me on that. I saw it in a movie once. Career goals. I think that'd
0: be fun. Just, like, (laughs) dance with
2: people.
0: Yeah. I just think that'd be fun. Someone take me dancing. That's all I
1: want. (gasps) But, Joanna is also... Associated with the smell of roses, which is when I realized I was working (laughs) on Whaley House the other case because like, where the fuck is Joanna? (laughs) Here's Joanna now. Anyways, so Joanna was said to dance pretty and smell pretty. She fell in love with the nightclub singer Robert Randall, which is the birth name of Bobby Mackey. Fun (gasps) fact. Oh, reincarnated lover, maybe? I don't know. (gasps) Maybe he was drawn to the place. Saucy. I'm gonna cry. So she fell in love with Robert Randall and she got pregnant. She was gonna live a life with him. But just like a white hat story of mobsters, because the mafia was owning the nightclub at the time, which is Latin Quarter, her father disapproved. And instead of running away together and living in a big house, raising their small child that was miraculously bought by two people who have no credit history. <laughs> her father used his criminal connections and he put her hit on Robert. A hit that was successful. Sydney, did you just drop me again? I hit something with my foot. as why I was painting it.
0: <laughs> There's a really cute squeak in my audio.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Let me know when you hear it. I will. <laughs> so When Joanna found out that her father had ordered the hit. She took a page out of Julia's book and poisoned him. Hell yeah. Is that Aqua Tofana? Yes. Unfortunately, the poison did not take and he survived. Clearly not Aqua jo- Tofana.
2: <laughs> this is not how my fanfiction is supposed to go.
1: Oh, you think that's the ending? Oh. <gasps> That's cute. No, I know better than that. Because Joanna wrote a love note to Randall on the wall upstairs before heading downstairs to the basement. Where it was known as the performer's dressing room at the time. And this is where she took her own life.
0: (gasps) That's some Roman and Juliet BS right there.
1: Yeah, holy shit. Main character, death. Yep. And for those who are curious to how many months pregnant she was. She was five months pregnant. So the stairs near the well are also known as the stairs that lead to nowhere because there's a consistent like, hearing of phantom footsteps. Some hotspots in the club are the spotlight room, the catwalk, the well in the basement, which I'll get into more later, the old china room, the platform near the kitchen, and the big pitted mirror in the main room and then people believe that a lot of the spirits are actually trapped here because spirits can't cross running water and there is a river that runs by around the property (gasps) oh no so now that we talked about some of the ghosties we're gonna dive in to the experiences that have happened (laughs) first up is our boy carl larson who was a former caretaker And he's been around since the Primrose. Carl, one day, had a vision. The vision told him to dig. So he went into the basement and he dug. And that is where he uncovered the previously sealed well. And promptly unsealed it. That's such a bad idea. Because he released an evil entity that went on to possess him. (gasps) We'll we did by
0: daylight. We know where you got your entity now.
1: Right.
2: <laughs> Sponsor us. Anyways. I want to play the trickster, please. I want to do a lot of things with the trickster, please. I
1: swear to God. Sam. Sam. <laughs> <laughs> so, from there, Carl experienced a botched exorcism. And it happens in the bar, by the way. So whatever that means, it just pissed off the spirits even more, and shit ramped up. You know what else pissed them off? When Carl decided to sprinkle some holy water into the well. Did not go well. Yeah, that sounds like a bad idea. Mm -hmm. He meant well, I'll give him that. So Carl would see shadow people, and he's spoken to Joanna, mobsters, Pearl, the bikers. And since he's admitted this, others have come forward saying that they have also heard and spoke to them as well and now Carl has passed on somebody recorded an EVP and one of the people who used to work with Carl heard the EVP and said that's Carl's voice so Carl now haunts Bobby Mackey's as well and then I organized from least spooky to most spooky oh organization we have some of it here so, least spooky, we have balls of lights, water faucets and lights turning on and off, the classics, banging on the walls, mist, seeing the undead patrons, people seeing headless Pearl walking around. The club manager claims on several occasions that she went through the club, made sure everything was off, closed down for the night, and then a couple hours later, she'd find everything back on. The front door unlocked, and the jukebox playing the anniversary waltz, even though the jukebox would be unplugged and did not contain that song.
0: Pearl's just trying to have a good time.
1: (laughs) So people have also clearly identified Pearl Bryan, Joanna, and also Brady, the one who pulled the gun and was charged with attempted murder because they have matched the descriptions to photos of those people. 40 different spirits have been identified, including a little boy who, when documentation shows he ran around the casino, the monsters got in mode with him and promptly threw him down the stairs. Because that is the next logical thing to do. Oh. And then there's also a little girl who lives in the basement and throw rocks at people. And I love her. An icon. She's just a baby. And then in the men's room. It's one of my favorite stories. The men would experience a suffocating heat, flying trash can, and a man with a handleball mustache saying die game, die game, which is Latin for die well or dying good. Take your pick. People have also been shoved. And according to M. Schultz, they said that a man once tried to file a police report Saying he got his ass kicked by a cowboy ghost. Yeehaw. Now, there's a sign. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeehaw>. <laughs> Ooh, uh, they said, Dula Hanu. <laughs> so now, there's a sign that says, quote, We are not liable for what happens to you, end quote, with a picture of a cowboy ghost. Yeehaw. <laughs> and then, the host of the Travel Channel show I mentioned earlier, Portals of Hell, they both ended up in the emergency room on the same day after they instigated after one of them had instigated the building and the ghosts inside. And both of them also had different mediums reach out to them saying, "Hey, you brought something home. Get that shit fixed. It's pissed. It's evil." And I'm like, "Oh." Also, there's an EVP where investigators asked Joanna if she liked the music there. And clear as day, she says, I love it when the band plays. <gasps> Solar and twang,
0: baby.
1: Hell yeah. Gotta sprinkle that in on there. You call am more, right? <laughs> so now we're gonna dip into the more spooky section. Ooh. People have been reported being poked, touched, hair pulled, scratched, and phantom handprints. There was once a loud band, and the ghosts were not. <laughs> Mariah, why are you giving me that look? I did it first.
2: Maybe, maybe they just sing a little corpse music in the honky tonk. A little choke me like you hate me, but you love
1: me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Don't make me keep shitting you. <laughs>
2: Kink, appreciate me. Mm,
1: Not my job. (laughs) That's my job. We'll talk later. (laughs) 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 Oh my goodness. Oh, you think that's kinky? Just wait. Oh. Oh. Say more. (laughs) I will. I say that one for last. I'm sorry, next to last. But, so yeah, the loud band that's playing, the ghosts, we're not a fan. So the ghosts. Threw shit into the crowd from the rafters up above when no one was there. Like, no one was up in the rafters. And then people in the crowd got notifications on their voicemail without their phone ringing. (gasps) And the caller would be blank. And the voicemail itself would be disembodied female voices saying, make the band leave.
0: (gasps) Friendly reminder that I get weird... (laughs)
1: call notifications when my phone doesn't ring either they're trying to tell you something (laughs) it's just technology is so complicated they're they're still learning they'll get there one day
0: those cowards need to start leaving me voicemails
1: (laughs) (laughs) so from there one psychic says she has seen a headless pearl being yelled at by Alonzo Wailing, one of the people who did that to her, saying that it's all her fault. And later that night, Pearl is holding her head where it would be, saying, my head, my head, stop. Aww. And that broke my heart. Also, not this bitch victim blaming. Don't throw hands. I will fucking throw hands. Now, this is the kinky part for Mariah. So, one of the investigators tried to contact Scott Jackson, and one of the people in the group was shoved against the wall and couldn't move, and it was the where he was pinned. Stop looking at me like that. He was pinned <laughs> by the shirt to the wall, and you could see the handprint on the shirt from where he was pinned back. Oh, yeah? Yeah.
2: Damn. 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 Oh, does that mean there was, um, oh my god, what the fuck is the words? There's a voice in the back of my head that's telling me to kill. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm
0: sorry, could you repeat that for me?
2: Yeah, the, the lyric is, uh, there's a voice in the back of my head that's always telling me to kill. <laughs> Thanks, um, listeners, stream- oh, wow, my voice waves are really high for that. Um, stream Daywalker, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and so yeah right before he was shoved there was a nice burning sensation on his shoulders so I don't know if you like temperature play but that's also a factor in this I'm sorry this nightclub
2: no no, god
1: she totally doesn't
2: (laughs) who would like that
1: (laughs) from there it gets worse as sweet as Joanna looks and sounds she taunts pregnant women A lot of pregnant women go into the casino, nightclub, and they feel like they got punched in the stomach, and they miscarry. So she's like, I couldn't have my child, none of y'all will.
2: Oh, damn, Joanna. We need
1: to have a talk. That's not healthy. It's a little toxic. I don't
0: think Joanna cares about healthy coping mechanisms. (laughs)
1: <laughs> she will want to stick her with a therapist. She ain't gonna have a choice. Oh. She can't go anywhere. Is she gonna get 25% off? <laughs> yes. <laughs> as soon as we get that health and mental health sponsorship, I'll drop it on for her. She knows how to use technology. She leaves voicemails. Right? So, yeah. Bobby Mackey's w- own wife says that when she was in the basement, she was overcome with the scent of roses grabbed by the waist picked up thrown down the stairs and when she tried to get away by climbing up the stairs again she felt a force pulling her back and she looked back and she couldn't see anything it was just pitch black darkness and that was when she heard a voice in her ear scream get out get out get out get out and she hasn't been back since at least not alone and guess what? She was five months pregnant at the time. Oh shit!
0: Did she miscarry?
1: No, she did not. But that is Bobby Mackey's music world with the well that people say is a portal to hell. Hope so you lucky. liked to visit to the nightclub, guys.
0: I'm a little bit disappointed by the service here. I didn't get one drink.
1: Right? Listen, COVID times are hard. <laughs> Can I at least get a mic's? I can give you tea.
2: <laughs> I'll spike it.
1: Yeah, that's my little spooky story. Mariah, you got one for us?
2: I oh, no, not Lulu, do you feel like peeing?
1: Yeah. Do you? Oh, you know what? I actually <laughs> do. <laughs> I be- believe it or not. <sighs> Have fun.
0: <laughs> Welcome to Sydney and Mariah's Sideshow.
2: show. Welcome everyone to Sydney and Mariah's side show. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, <laughs>
0: That's the newest addition to Teen Terror, where we tell you all the sad songs that we're listening to this week. What's in your on-repeat?
2: Oh, listen. Boy, have I got some tunes that on my on-repeat.
0: Mine actually did change. Oh, really? Yeah.
2: My number one is still Sweet Creature by Harry Styles. A good song. My favorite song of all time. Followed by Too Young by Louis Tomlinson. Um. Uh, oh, and then, of course, the nice Night Changes by One Direction
0: A good song All of these good, good songs
2: Good song, good song And then we have Selfish by Madison Beer Because men are still men <laughs> Yeah And we round it out with a nice Falling by Harry Styles Oh, because a good one Sound Girl Hours.
0: <laughs> A good one Yes all right so my top five we've got last one standing by zoe clark she's mine by lauren weintraub break my own by taylor bigot champagne problems by none other than miss taylor allison swift icon i love her fearless drops thursday yes <gasps> oh, i'm so excited my life is gonna be over
2: that's gonna be the only thing gonna are on our on repeats <laughs>
0: forever Mm. and then i round out my top five with least favorite only child by leanne firestone icon champagne problems wasn't on it originally but i just added it so they're just gonna like have um right a couple extra songs
2: literally uh, number number six is a willow for me
0: (gasps) oh good song right You can throw that on there if you want. I mean, I have Renaissance Girl and Unruly Heart, and neither of those are in my top five anymore.
2: Ooh. Um, a few down. I have champagne problems.
0: Well, she's on the playlist,
2: so. (laughs) Listen, guys, we've actually curated this into an actual playlist.
0: Yeah, we have. Um, it's collaborative. Between the two of us. It's one of my favorite things.
2: Yes really commemorates the sideshow
0: it does it's a whole 42 minutes long right now
2: oh shit is it yeah oh nice 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 nice. it's
0: gonna be hella long by the time we're done because we're just gonna be adding our top five every week
2: right
0: it's got a somewhat consistent vibe though
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) the vibe sad
0: (laughs) yeah that's the vibe but it's a vibe
2: i live for it
0: Muscle
1: starting to get
2: cold.
1: Hi. Hey. <gasps> Welcome back. What did I miss?
0: <laughs> Welcome to the sideshow. I mean we're done. <gasps>
1: <laughs> I'm gonna have fun at doing this. <laughs> and this is Ben Sydney Mariah Sideshow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank you for listening. <gasps> Lula, you know you haven't done this episode.
1: Mara, let me fix my leg in peace. Yes!
2: You're welcome, Maria.
1: (laughs) I did it, but I just did it in silence.
2: You can't do it in silence. You're going to let her down.
1: I was in the middle of talking. I wasn't going to interrupt myself by saying I had to fix my leg. Oh, Oh, I have to fix it again. I put it in awkward. Okay, there we go. Uh Listen, I don't know why she loves us so much, but I'm glad <laughs> I bring her joy.
2: <laughs> she loves it. Oh. So how do you guys feel about otters?
1: They're cute and
0: cuddly and they make <laughs> forever.
1: I don't like how you said it. I really don't like how you said it. I will never o- like how you said that.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't care. <laughs> like, Do
2: you guys want to look at that picture of otters again? Mm-hmm.
0: I'm actually, um, not gonna do hey, that, Alexa, I'm gonna eat my crackers. show me
1: pictures of otters.
2: <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, that's a picture. <laughs>
1: oh,
2: <baby>. <gasps> otters! <gasps> Why, look, there's an otter in my water.
1: Sweetness.
0: Oh,
1: my goodness. I would die dun, if dun, each and for one of those otters? <laughs> They're, They're so cute.
2: cute. How are you gonna run otters for me, Mariah? Listen. I love otters. They're amazing. They do that thing where they float on their back and the old hands. However, ha- have you ever considered that they could be uh, connected with an urban legend? No, I did not. Because <gasps> they're supposed to be innocent. Well, you are in, a- in for a treat
1: today.
0: Am I? Or am mm-hmm. I just going to be vastly disappointed in the world?
1: <laughs> Go ahead. Ruin them for me.
2: Alright, so this uh, legend is connected to uh, Alaska and uh, more specifically the uh, native Tlingit tribe of the area. Of, um, I saw this, not uh, this legend, but like this tribe mentioned in a game called Tell Me Why, which is uh, made by the same developers as the people who made uh, Life is Strange. And in that game, like, they mention the Tlingit tribe because the area is like uh I know it's called like I think it's Juneau or Juneau, Juno maybe. Um Juno, Alaska. Yeah, it's like with like an E A U at the end.
0: Yeah, it's
2: the capital. Oh wow, I'm dumb. Okay. <laughs> I think um oh, yeah, I think that's right.
0: <laughs>
1: Alaska oh wait I don't have an Alexa Google <laughs> my headphones are in ha hey Google what's the capital of Alaska?
2: Juneau is the capital of Alaska
1: <gasps> Juneau yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah oh my god yes <laughs> um yes, the uh, Tlingit tribe have a nice urban legend um that otters are actually shapeshifters that look like men
1: trash. And now they're suddenly not cute anymore. (laughs) I don't know.
2: Of all the shapes they could have chosen, they chose men.
0: Like, men as a whole. And generally disappointing. But Mm -hmm. still, usually attractive.
2: Yeah. You
0: know what, I'll give you that. Could be worse.
2: Yeah. I mean, I would have chosen, like, a spiteful mermaid, but... Retweet. (laughs) Um, But these creatures have an evil evil purpose to trap their victims' souls and prevent them from reincarnating.
1: That's just fucking rude.
2: Right? Like, I'm just trying to be, like, one of those cats in the next life that, like, get tucked in and watch Disney movies on TikTok.
0: I love that oh, cat. I
2: love
0: those. <laughs> right?
2: I want to know what his favorite is. Same. I heard he likes Little Mermaid. He
0: did.
2: Taste. Um, These shape shifting otters are called uh, Kushtaka or kusht- Kushtaka. The legend goes like this As you're walking through your village or hunting in woods or fishing in the sea, a man or group of men approach you. Terrifying.
1: Yeah. on its own.
2: Yes. Like, that, that's the whole, entire legend. I'm scared. Ter- I'm scared.
1: <laughs> Enough need- nothing else is needed. That's already terrifying. Listen, I'm never gonna you leave You have me
0: frightened at group of men.
2: Yeah. You're telling me there's more? <laughs> oh, there's more. <laughs> um, these men look just like kinsmen, and you don't have a clue that they're really the kushitaka.
0: Unless you're aware of it, and then you just assume everyone is them. Oh. <gasps>
2: ahead of the game. Um, in some cases, these malevolent creatures appear when you're lost or injured and qu- and claim that they intend to rescue you. Ted Bundy. However- no. Yes, Ted Bundy. Actually, just-
0: he looked for people to rescue
2: him. Oh, yeah. He was like, oh my god, my arm.
1: Uh, help me carry this sailboat. <laughs> so, which how... How? Not the sailboat. <laughs> Am I wrong? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I have a cast. I can't use my sailboat. Then don't go sailing. Right.
2: What are no, you, you doing do out there? You just
1: can't carry it.
2: <laughs> oh my god. Right. Um... These creatures uh, then lead you deeper into the wilderness and either tear you into pieces or turn you into a kushtaka, which prevents your soul from being able to reincarnate.
1: If
0: you are torn into pieces, do you still get reincarnated?
2: Yeah. Yeah. You still die. Yeah, you just can't be turned into one because then you can't reincarnate.
0: Because then you don't die. Is there a reversal process? Do you have to become a man?
2: Right? Also, I just realized our kushtaka then... Immortal.
1: That's what it sounds like. Strad, is that you? No. This is your urban legend.
2: Oh. <laughs> well, I'm asking you guys questions for fire legend. <laughs> 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 oh my god. <laughs> um, groups of gushtaka are especially dangerous. They might lure you towards them by screaming or making noises that sound like women or children in distress. But once they see you coming, you'll never escape.
1: And that's how they get Sydney. That's me, I'm gone. Yes. The kids.
2: (gasps) The children. The
0: children. (laughs) Leave my son alone.
2: Facts. But anyways. (laughs) The very cuteness of otters is what makes the Kushtakas so dangerous, according to the Tlingit people. Because we're so drawn to their playful nature, it's easy to miss the fact that these shapeshifters really want to consume our souls and condemn us to spend eternity wandering the frozen tundra.
0: They're cute. I love them.
2: Yeah. I just want to walk through the tundra, you know? Like, oh, look, there's a block of ice.
0: The stars <laughs> up there would be beautiful. <gasps>
2: oh, True. They yeah. have, like, the- Aurora uh, the, Borealis. Yes.
0: <laughs> I want to see that. I almost got to, like, there was like a 15% chance that it was going to come down as far as I was. Or like, I drove to a cemetery to look at it, and then it didn't show.
2: That's like a dream sighting.
0: I will see it someday.
2: Guys, don't worry though. There is one way to keep safe on the Kushitakas. Tell me more. Alaska's second cutest animal is what will keep us safe. It is plentiful around the region. Dogs.
0: Hell, yeah. Is Alaska's <laughs> first cutest animal the otter?
2: You know, I'm I'm gonna say yes. Or was it I'm say cats? Limb.
1: <gasps> Do you think they have cats? Yes, I think they have cats.
2: I ignore <laughs> that question.
1: No, it's staying in the podcast. It's too late. <laughs>
2: Listen, it's eleven thirty. <1130. laughs>
1: I'm sorry, it's
0: eleven <laughs> thirty
2: must be for nice me. yeah
0: that must be for nice
2: me. you wonder what
1: time it is here for me 2.30 <laughs> remember how I said I was gonna potentially edit after no you're not it's mm-hmm. still a potential I might get the intro done who knows I might just wake <laughs> up at like 5am and do it we'll see my
0: nails are gonna be fucked by tomorrow
2: <laughs> anywho um, anywho um the goose is supposedly terrified of dogs luckily, Alaska has plenty of furry, fearsome sled dogs to keep its villages safe from harm. Um, it's said that fire might be another effective way to keep the shape-shifting otters away.
1: So you're telling Arson. me that I can do the same thing I would to keep men away, which is bark like a dog because that freaks them out because, like, this bitch is crazy, let me not. And wave around fire like I just don't care?
2: Yes.
0: I'm only hearing permission to commit arson.
2: Yep. 100%. Safety for men.
1: Officer, I had to. <laughs> it could have been a kushtaka. Wait, but if the
0: officer's also a man, won't they also be terrified?
1: Oh. Oh, shit. It's a win-win! <laughs> yes. Um,
2: Alternative versions of the story. Yeah, I totally remember to pull that tab up.
0: Do you think I can tell my fortune
2: by the tea leaves in my
1: cup? Yeah. Mulan. Um, I know if it looks like a giraffe, it means you're gonna meet a very handsome man. And if it looks like a hand upside down like a claw, it means you're in danger. And I got <gasps> that from Coraline.
0: I need to finish my tea before I can read it.
2: Yep. <laughs> oh, okay, so. Uh, physically, Kushakar are shapeshifters capable of assuming human form the form of an otter, and potentially other forms. Um, in some accounts, a kushitaka is able to assume the form of any species of otter, in others, only one, though. In some stories, kushitaka are cruel creatures who delight in tricking poor to it sailors to their deaths, but in others, they are friendly and helpful, frequently saving the lost from death by freezing. I want that one. Seems easy. <laughs> um In many stories, the kushitaka save the lost individual by distracting them with curiously otter-like illusions of their family and friends as they transform their subject into a fellow Kushtaka, thus allowing them to survive in the cold i would like otterly illusions please
1: i'm just picturing you guys as otters now
0: <gasps> this could be a giraffe if you really tried
2: Oh my God! <laughs> oh my God! It's a hopeful giraffe.
0: You like if you squint your eyes a little bit in <laughs> a
2: specific way. Oh my God! Oh yeah. Um. In some legends, it is said that Kashtaka will imitate the cries of a baby or screams of a woman. Like I said, but to lure their victims to the river and once they the kustaka either kills the person and tears them to shred or will turn them into another kustaka. like i said but um uh in our previous recording we mentioned that it sounded like uh uh i don't want to say it not say it right lulu la llorona yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember
0: just, like, saying that and feeling not culturally is okay.
2: <laughs> um, some other helpful ways to ward them off include copper and urine.
1: Okay, so I have to pee on myself while barking while waving <laughs> flags. My flag. While waving fire. Yes. That's so much. Or, hear me out, never leave your house. <laughs>
2: That's also valid.
1: Big brain thoughts. No, that's Galaxy brain thoughts.
0: I got all I need right here.
2: True. Um, the Kustraka also emit a high-pitched three-part whistle in a pattern of low, high, low. Don't expect me the whistle. Um, I can't whistle. <whistles> <laughs> I know you did it, but I couldn't hear it, so I'm excited to hear it in post.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it got it in there. I can try it again.
2: Low, high, low.
1: <whistles>
2: I bet it was amazing.
1: I'm going to laugh that. really hard if it's just Sydney blowing air <laughs> and Ryan goes, I bet it was amazing. <laughs>
2: I hope on
0: it, and he just
1: hears me going, (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) I will literally cry tears of fucking laughter. But I did whistle. For the record, I can whistle.
2: For the record, I I can do
1: that. (laughs) I can't change tones once I, like, once I whistle, I have to pick a tone. I can't switch it. I I used to be able to do the Hunger Games one. That's the reason I learned different pitches. Ooh. Love that one. Like, That's when I learned that I can't do different pitches. <laughs> mhm. Yeah, I don't
0: think I did it right. It's cool. Editing Lulu will hear. Yep.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, since the Kushtaka mainly prey on small children, it has been thought by some that it was used by Tlingit mothers to keep their children from wandering close to the That's ocean. That's the part by themselves. where I went, La Lerona. La Lerona. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I love how cultures all have a way to stop children from fucking wandering.
2: Especially to water.
0: Mine was just anxiety. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and that, my fellow otters, was my urban legend.
1: I love it so much.
0: So real talk. I'm gonna send you a picture <laughs> of, like, six tea leaves in here. And you're gonna tell me how big of a storm it is that it's a giraffe.
1: <laughs> you, you're really hoping that, you'll, that it's the... You will find a attractive tall man, huh?
0: Man, I would love that, but I don't think it is. It's got more of a dog vibe. Then you would get a golden
1: retriever, man.
0: I'd be cool with that. It's gonna protect me from the otter men.
1: Yes. Yes. Exactly.
0: Anyway, anywho. Um, plug the socials. Yes, please. <gasps> t dot at Instagram.
2: And at t underscore terror on Twitter.
1: And you can go ahead and email us any requests or just email us and reach out to us and talk to us at t and at gmo.com. And you can also now leave us an audac- audacity. Fuck audacity. <laughs> you can leave us a voice memo on anchor.fm. Just search up t and terror and hit the little plus sign and you can leave us a voicemail and we'll listen to it you'll also
0: probably get a personalized response from each of us if you do email us because that's what we do yep
2: <laughs> true
1: hopefully we never get a flood of like a hundred or it's gonna take a while
0: if that's the case um you'll get a response from one of us divide and conquer I <laughs> yeah, just
1: hope it's your favorite
2: in one to two business days.
0: Look, if you've got a request, put it in the tagline.
1: Yep. And but yeah. that's a wrap. Uh, oh, no, it's not a wrap. We have your words of wisdom. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it was true to the other recording because you had the same response.
2: <laughs> um. <laughs> it, it feels really good, I remember that.
0: I'm so my glasses. (laughs) What did I do yesterday? No, Pinterest, Pinterest, you can't do this to me right now. Pinterest, please, Pinterest. I swear to God. Um, yeah,
1: wisdom words. I have though. If it helps, I think it has something to do with poison.
0: I add that part yeah. afterwards, though. Was it about peace?
2: Mm-mm. No? No. Are you I sure didn't. it wasn't
0: the peace I have now is worth everything I lost, and also the poison I gave to my husband? No, but oh. uh, I haven't... Okay, yeah, so we're just gonna... You know, the peace I have now is worth everything I lost, including my husband, to which I poisoned.
1: I like it. Hell yeah.
0: That's not what I did yesterday, but you, it's fine.
1: <laughs> it's the same vibe. And I'm here for it.
0: Um, But yeah. I'm Lulu. I'm Sydney.
1: I'm Mariah. And, and we're, we're T, T- and
0: Bye. Bye. <laughs>